app and it won't let me. It's being weird. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, if you like my podcast or something like that, which I don't know how you can do that from seeing my name. Hold on. Okay, now I got a cup. Oh, this is different. There we go. Okay, you good? Yep. Okay, now, um, now you know, if, if we have any connection issues, you know, we'll figure something out. But all right, dude, so here we go. This is the first official podcast of the game book. Uh, this is titled The Film Room. Presented by the Gamebook in partnership with Super Draft Pro and in partnership with Caesars Entertainment. I'm the host and creator of the Gamebook. Um, I am A Bomb the Sauce Guy. You can follow me on Twitter at A Bomb Sauce God. And now I'm going to join first time guest on any Gamebook content. Um, but very, very excited to have him here. Mr. Ron Royal. How are we doing? What's goody? What's goody? Uh, hopefully, we're running it better this time. You already know what time it is, man. Big shout out, Sauce Guy. Bills Mafia in the building. Go Bills. And so, you know, and you guys can follow him on Twitter as well at RonRoyal3. And I believe you got Instagram too, you said? Yeah, yeah. Just hit up at Cypher. That's C-S-I-P-H-I-R. Or, you know, Google Ron Royal BKA. Okay, guys. And you can also follow the Gamebook's uh, official Twitter, T Gamebook, and the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Mafia. And our YouTube page, which is Gamebook Mafia. I don't know the link. It's just some weird link. So make sure to find us, of course. Tune in for all of our content. The Gamebook's your premium source for sports news, Buffalo Bills and Baltimore Ravens coverage, sports betting and DFS, various trading card breaks, and much, much more. Now home to the Film Room Podcast, where we're going to talk a little bit tonight about music, um, a little bit of sports nostalgia in there, too. We'll see what we can get in there. Everything seems to be pretty crystal clear on this end. And, I, and thank you, by the way, Ron, for, you know, bearing with me because this it's it's unfortunate when technology doesn't work in our favor. Yeah. Oh, man, I know. I thought we had it with that. It was going for like a good 20 minutes and some change. And that's the sad part about it. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you start diving deep into some, you know, solid conversation. Yeah, that's a fact, man. It ruins the whole energy. But you know what it is, man. Good people, great minds, man. They'll come back, man. Everything is well. It also created a great blooper video for, like, after, like, maybe 10 episodes of this podcast has been released. You know what I mean? Like, here's what it looked like when we first tried. You know what I mean? Yeah, here's the first try. Take a look at this one, y'all. Bro, my buddy Sam would just lose it. He would – I would be like, I think it happened again. He would look, and he would just lose it. It was it was <laughs> hilarious. But, of course, man, so I'm glad that we, you know, on our previous attempts at doing this, we were talking a little bit about classic rock. Yep. And I do want – even though we've talked about it already, I do want to hear your top five of all time for classic rock and that's like i said you know like we're talking 1961 to 19 really 87 it was the 87 right yeah yeah but um i'm just gonna you know get it out there i figure you know we gotta um hopefully we got enough earlier so we can get this all right <laughs> yeah but uh pardon myself uh yeah so i guess you know I me mean? we're gonna start it off with the number five we go with, with influence and uh I, I i'm big on how much um, somebody can has influence on the music and a change in music. So I guess I have to start with number five with Queen. Um, they had a they they changed the whole music. I mean, whatever your lifestyle is, whatever you choose, that's on you. That that's personally, you know what I mean. I'm not objective to that lifestyle that you live. If that's what you choose personally for yourself, and you know what I mean, music wise, he was just one of the most 
talented, most gifted, wide range, could hit vocal notes that usually only certain people can hit, you know what I mean? And it just, it was almost like he was a tenor, you know what I mean, who sang rock music, you know what I mean? It was just like, he even made it like orchestrated, you know, really. He combined opera and he combined opera and rock and roll in a sense. I mean, that's something that you would never hear being done. Yep, exactly. That's that's just like you're just like, wait, did he really just do this? Like Bohemian Rhapsody, bro, it probably has to be one of the best overall classic rock bro, songs of all time. Bro, you can play Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody over like old Looney Tune joints and it would just go perfect over the whole clips like the whole time. Like just you could even play it over a highlight video for the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. You're just like, wow, why is it just going so perfectly for everything? Like this is just so weird. But that's how it was. It was art, you know what I mean? People made music to try to convey, you know what I mean, and broadcast themselves to the world and show something new. So, yeah, Queen definitely part of myself. Yeah. I like that pick at, at number yeah. five, Queen. Yeah. So, uh, and then number four, I had uh, ACDC. Yep. ACDC, you know what I mean? They they originated a lot of sounds, too. That That's one thing we can't deny, you know what I mean? A lot of people like to deny the things that the old guard brought, you know what I mean? Or what they brought forth, you know what I mean? And ACDC was just one of those groups you're just like, yo, are you talking about the comic book? Are you talking about the rock band? And it's just like, yo, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But no, nah, of course I'm talking about the rock band. And it's like, they just had so many legendary songs too, when you think about it, you know what I mean? What they had, and, and I gotta say, I base a lot of things on runs too. Like, they had a really long run, and they also did that with different lead singers, you know, with Bon Scott dying first, and then that, you know, Brian Johnson. And that's another thing, you know, what I mean, they lost so many, so yeah, did they still stay relevant, relevant after losing singers and guitarists? Ooh. Party myself. I mean, it's crazy too because their their name ACDC it really truly represented high voltage electricity. You know, yeah, literally, like that's just how their whole sound was. You know, what I mean, you hear that, you just hear that music, and you like, yeah, let's go, it's go time. You know, mm-hmm. charge up, get you feeling right. So you know, what I mean, good workout music too. Great workout music, and uh, I also always want to mention, you know, what I mean, around hovering around that five, you know, what I mean, for me was Led Zeppelin with with, with Ozzy. You know what I mean? Just, just Ozzy himself. Like I'm sorry, I was just, I'm just so inaugurated with Ozzy because he's just, he's just a man of himself. He didn't give a damn shit, fuck. He, he didn't care. I mean, he was just himself, and and it was, it's great to see somebody who wants to be themselves and always be able to portray themselves as who they are and not have to. You know what's else, you crazy know. about him, you know, through all the crazy things he did, because obviously we all know he was, he to this day, he probably still is an insane drug user, you know, fucking bitches left and right, drinking, whatever. But, like, he would go to church before and after concerts, like his, his shows. Like, I thought that's that's just, like, such a different really? thing. Of, yeah, that, bro. And they, they call him, you know, like the, like the Prince of Darkness. Like, dude, he, I don't know. It's, he's different. Like you just said, he's different. Wow. Well, you know what I mean? Hey, you know, I, and, and this is a funny thing, as, as I always tell people, I'd be like, well, if you believe in the evil, you got to believe in the good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be like, hey, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you believe there's that, that evil, you got to believe there's that surplus amount of good as there is evil, man. You got to put them boop, 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 head to head, you know, got to remember that. 
Well, much respect to you. You know, you know, like it's it's hard to put him in the top five, but still, yeah. he he is something. It's like, yeah, he's there. It's like he's there though, because he stayed he stayed basically relevant more than all of them because his TV shows and all that were great too. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? And, and I apologize for everybody out there who's gonna curse me out for not putting Gene Simmons and Kiss up there. I'm sorry, they just weren't for me. Like they're not there. I lo- I like their music, and I, I love. You know what? I love. Yeah, but you ask. There's there's a lot of people from that era that don't know like any of their songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, like, like I, I like their swagger. Like his swagger. Gene Simmons is the is the most genius marketer ever in music. Ever. Because you know what? I, I'm just being real. Like I'm trying to think of a Kiss song off the top of my head, and I can't. Right. Uh, rock and roll all night, party every day. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, nah, and party every day. Here we go. Yep. Thank mm-hmm. you. Now I got one I can think of off top. I, mean, I really couldn't think of one just now, and that was kind of sad because it was just like, but like, as I said, you see how I keep saying Gene Simmons. Gene so Simmons. real like, quick, too, you want to hear something? So my, my, I had a buddy who's a real big Kiss fan, right? And I think it's there's a song they have called Dr. Love. And now when the song starts out, it's like these guitar riffs with this, like, I think a cowbell, and it kind of gets you hyped up. And, yeah. then they, and then they come out with their lyrics and it comes out just like, just flat. It's like, it gets yo. you hyped up for nothing. Yeah, yo, listen, man. Why you think they had the whole song with Christopher Walken to help join us? And I'm like, I need more cowbell. Where's the cowbell? <laughs> because, you know, yeah, it's it's definitely essential to rhythm. Cowbell. And that, yo, and they were making fun of that whole kiss, like the fact that there was a cowbell in it. And then they were like, they were trying to blame the cowbell on why the song was flat. And I was like, nah, bro. No, bro, it was it was y'all. <laughs> they had a thing going with that cowbell. You you guys messed it up. <laughs> but what do you got at three? So you've got we've got your five yeah, and four. No. What do you got at three? Uh it was Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. That was Guns N' Roses. And uh I was telling you, I was just like, their their just their image, you know what I mean? Their image and how their longevity, Jesus. You know what I mean? For like, as much parting as they've done too. Oh yeah. My. God, like they've done what they made the Motley crew look like Disney World. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Disney World. <laughs> like, come on. We talking Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom? Magic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're talking like we're talking like Star Wars that just got canceled by Dragon Ball Z GT. Right. And like I said too, I've got a story. Well, some some stuff to validate your pick there too. But we, but we still got some more from you. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, guns. Guns and Roses is definitely heavy at the three. They they their marketing and how they were able because you gotta remember, um, with with me it's not to be funny, but let's just be honest. The culture through the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. You know what I mean? Early two thousands is when really really started. You know, late nineties, early two thousands. But before that, hearing somebody even like you know what I mean, hearing somebody like me from the west side of Buffalo start talking about some rock music like that, you'd be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you know this guy <laughs> you know what I mean like you, you sure you're from the west side <laughs> I mean, but well that's kind of that what that's that Buffalo vibe you know Buffalo's like yeah. a classic rock town like you know 97 rocks probably like one of the greatest radio stations ever that's true it's still going right now I mean you think Buffalo Bills you I mean you think you think a couple things you think like classic rock and you think Benny the Butcher you know what I mean <laughs> you think those and, two things And then it's like when you get Benny the Butcher you get 93.7 and it's like everybody knows 93.7 cuz who don't know 
classic quiet storm. Dude, when they made it, they made it onto Drake's album Scorpion, bro. I was oh, that was insane. Like yeah. I was listening to it the night it came out on a drive through from Dunkirk to Rochester, like an hour and a half. Well, peep it. The first time it was ever dropped was actually by my manager, DJ Brazi. Superstar Brazzy Productions. Shout out DJ Brazzy. You already know what it is. Superstar. Is a superstar in the building, you dig? You know what I mean? Um, That's uh Benny's DJ. And he actually first dropped that at the, uh, what was it, Rolling Loud in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's when he first dropped that joint, man. And uh, I first heard it, and I was like, hold on. Whoa, wait a minute. That's that fire. Is this Drake and Benny on a track together? Okay. All right, Benny. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm one of those people that I support my Buffalonians. You know what I mean? Anybody that's doing good, like, if I really hear your music and I support you, I'll support you. I'm not just going to support you if, if I, don't, I don't feel your music some type of like if your music doesn't move me some type of way, even if I know you, I'm not gonna support you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's plenty of artists I support. But let's let's get back to this rock music. So yeah, number three was Guns N' Roses. Two was uh, Pink Floyd. Yep, two was Pink, Floyd. was Pink Floyd. And it's like I could just talk about Pink Floyd and Brick, brick Wall and the the uh, watching it with my dad while he was smoking joints, and I could just talk about you know what I mean, Dark Side of the Moon and seeing the 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 vinyl you gotta remember you know what I mean my dad still had the vinyls you know what I mean I got to see it in vinyl bro I, I didn't get to see I ain't seen it on CD first you know what I mean I seen it or tape or cassette I seen that motherfucker on vinyl my dad had the all black joint and then he had the uh, another alternative one that was all gray you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he had many different versions of that album and it was just crazy and it's like so the first time I even heard it was vinyl. So it's like, man, I heard the, like the little crackles, the little static. The first riff comes in. You hear the full sound. Yes, yeah. that's the difference between that and MP3. Oh man, it was just so different, man. It was just like, and it's like you there with your pops, you know what I mean? You there with your dad or something, you know? You're a kid, you're not really realizing these moments until later on in life, and you start to remember, you know what I mean? It's just like, yo, he used to just play that and. and and of course, who's at number one? The Beatles. You know what I mean? He play a lot of the Beatles. You know what I mean, he play a lot of everything. He played things from the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. Like I can go on with that. But when it came to classic rock, all those bands are usually the only one that I would say that he would would have threw him a little bit would have probably been the ACDC one. He probably would have been like, really? I'm like, yeah, Dad, I like ACDC more than I like uh, Led Zeppelin. He'd have been like, really? What about the Doors and the Eagles? I'm like, I know their songs. But they didn't get to be around as long. I mean, they didn't get to make as many hits because of their death and the Black Door and dying after that and so forth and so on. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, that's the thing is like you know, the Doors is one of my biggest influences. Like I love Jim Morrison, but the problem yeah. is, is that they they weren't around long enough. You know what I mean? So at all, like, and that's what's ready. And that's one thing with when we're, we're going to talk about it later. We'll talk about that later with the hip hop. You know what I mean? That's my thing. That's why I asked you that question before we got into that hip-hop conversation. You understand? Mm-hmm. That's why I, I was going to talk to you about that. It's like, yo, man, we I, I don't know. When we talk this top five, like, even if we talk Dead or Alive, I really don't like talking bigger pot. Like, me personally, I like Big, and I feel that Big has a lot more music that Diddy just never released or won't release and is just holding on because he wants to have his image of Biggie his way. 
You know what I mean? And I, I mean, that's that's cool. something that we're definitely going to get into. Cause yeah, yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. But so, like, you know, and first, and, and again, this, this episode of The Film Room is presented by The Gamebook in partnership with Superdraft Pro and in partnership with Caesars Entertainment. And I am by Masasuka here with Ron Royal. Uh, and we're talking a little bit about music, man, and, and we're talking classic rock. And so I, I got to say, I'm going to back up your points here. And included with that is some stuff about Guns N' Roses. So, I mean, Queen, right off the bat, like, I like that. Because Freddie Mercury, the way he could command a crowd and, and just, what, like you said, where he could hit vocally his range and his composition and the way that they recorded music, too, was, like, more, you know, like, more, more, um, advanced kind of like yeah. similar to how like you know pink floyd had to do so yeah and it was it was almost like 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 whoever they got to do with their music like yo he it was perfected like every note every sound every click hit at this moment like it was just like you can you can feel it you know what i mean you can feel it when you can feel music oh yeah, yeah you, you know somebody really took the time and effort into that because they loved it. They loved it at that moment in time. Maybe even if they don't like it later. Because there's people that make music that people love and they hate it later. But at that moment in time, man. And, you know, it's 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 crazy to think about, too. Like, nowadays we have computers where you can just produce beats. You can sample things so easily. And it's so easy to just, like, even like somebody like me, I, once, I, I messed around with Fruity Loops at one point. Like, I know how to make some beats. It's just not my thing. But... You know, like it's so easy. Now you can watch YouTube. Back then, this these were all ways that they came up with their on their own. You know what I mean? With just the equipment that they had, and they didn't have as have it as easy to create that kind of sound. So that's why I could say that. But uh, ACDC, I mean, if it's in anybody's top five, that's cool. Um, at three, I like the uh, Guns N' Roses because I so like, you know, like I've had my party days, um, but like Guns N' Roses, it has like been way beyond anything that I've ever seen you know what I mean like and that's that's an understatement so like the the big thing with them was you know and and it kind of like it makes you wonder how does this shit come up so much in rock and roll but like yeah. they they created that song uh Axl Rose created the song Mr. Brownstone because it's about you know we need to stay the hell away from heroin that's yeah. what the song was about he yeah. actually in the middle of a concert Gave an ultimatum to the rest of the band that they didn't know about. He basically said, like, if you guys don't stop fucking fucking around with this shit, then I'm then we're gonna split up. Yep, we're splitting. Now, what what That's makes it. me think that Axel Rose is just such a gangster is a couple reasons, right? So, number one, because his dude, he he's got two different voices on every song, and he can low key <laughs> sing for real, real nice. Yo, but, yo, but yo, he comes like in. That, that the same person. He comes in sounding like some screaming child for a second, you know what I mean? And then he goes back to sounding like this, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy what he can do. <laughs> and it's just so unique. There was nothing ever like that. And yeah. and it's almost a little scary. But, like, you know, you've heard him sing some songs, too, where, like, um, all we need is just, you know what I mean? He yeah, can't no. sing. No, he can. But, he yo, can, the most gangster thing care. about him and and like and and I don't condone drug usage and 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 this is not as something to glorify it, but the the whole band would party right and they would go through withdrawals from heroin and they couldn't make band meetings. Axel Rose would literally put up with uh, put through withdrawals for like seventy two hours and go to every single meeting just to protect the band. I swear, yeah, he's that dude. I mean, I've personally seen people go through you know heroin recovery and like that's I I I would never. 
Uh, yeah. wanna, you know what I mean? I've so like, but like, that's the thing is, it's just crazy. How does how does drugs come about rock and roll so fucking much? You almost wonder if this shit's like planted by the devil somewhere. You know what I mean? Like that's what they do. You well, know, they get they get as much out of them as they can, and then just boom, gone. Well, you know what they say, man. That's why you know what I mean. Uh, uh, it's easy to control people. You know what I mean when they able to control them on drugs, and that's why even when I do music myself, when I go somewhere like. I usually only smoke the bud I brought or somebody I really, really know close. Yeah. And like, even as I'm starting to make it more and starting to go to shows more, I'm starting to bring my own bud and my own blunts because I'm like, yo, you know what I mean? You never know what somebody's on. And then if I put my blunt down, I won't even come back to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, it's, I'm at that point in life where it's like, if I get a drink, like I, I don't, I don't. When I go to do shows, I'm not drinking alcohol no more to do my shows. So and that's like, said oh, that I, that's the kind I, of world that we live in. Somebody's gonna put in my drink. You know what I mean? Like I've really reached that stage in my life where I'm starting to realize why people who do this get taken over, and I'm seeing, it. yo, bro, I done seen so much stuff. I done seen people not make it because of things like that already. Mm-hmm. So it's like, nah, I, I don't got time for that, and I don't want that around me or my peoples. You know what I mean? Don't get it wrong. It's not like we never lived a life that was brazy or, or we didn't live a party life or we didn't live in the streets. We weren't gangsters. That ain't got nothing to do with anything. What it has to do with the fact is now that we evolved and became men and men with standards and, and gangsters and gentlemen and we have children that have to go through things, we don't want them to have to see what we went through. We want them to maybe have the mind state and, and, and the willpower to go through it, but we don't want to see them go through it. We want mm-hmm. them to see something better than that to supersede that, you know what I mean, to be taken out of that environment and and, and and that's a lot of things I'm starting to see with music too is that they're still trying to super glorify anything that's bad, you know what I mean anything that, and I don't mean bad, I mean like negative like anything that's super super negative, they're pushing it like out of nowhere they just started pushing all these songs about killing each other's opposition and, 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 and knocking off each other's and- you know, and and this is this is being on heroin and, and using more drugs and more drugs to take away pain. But these people are saying, "Yo, I used to use these drugs to take away this pain, but I realized I didn't need it." But the main part they're horrifying is the part where they're like, "Yeah, see, where he said he needed the drugs. That's what you need." You know what I mean? See, now this is what I was gonna say before before I get back to that top five because you brought up something that I I talk about with people a lot. My yeah. biggest thing is that, you know, the future of, of the entire world is the youth. And that's that that reflects the kids, teenagers and, and so forth. And basically right now, what mainstream rap does is, dude, they just glorify drug usage. I don't remember anything in the 90s talking about, you know, popping, popping pills and, well, well, and, and drinking lean. I can't say that. I do because I, I remember a lot of songs talking about smoking weed and popping pills. But, but smoking weed—that's that's that's different. But I mean, the popping no, no, pills. No, no, but no, maybe the that. Songs where they're talking about popping pills and sniffing, and I can't say that because Three Six Mafia been around since '96. Yeah, and been talking drugs since '96. So I cannot. I I, I can't. I can't. Fair enough. I, I I can't say that because yo Curtis Blow, Curtis Blow had a whole. Hold on, white lies. <laughs> do, 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 do. white. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Exactly. No, you're you're right. But like, my thing is like, especially today now, though. You know, it's like it's. I'm waiting for rapping about crystal meth. I start. I look at these kids like when I was coming up because I'm 27. You know, so like I was just in high school 10 years ago when I was coming up through high school. 
you know, I grew up in a smaller town in Western New York too, closer to Rochester. And like, I was one of the few people that smoked weed and like, you know, and, and we all drank in like our senior year, but like, that was it. Nobody was really popping pills or anything. Yeah. I mean, but now I see kids because, you know, I'm still somewhat connected with some people from that community. So I see these kids that are 14, 15, they just pop Xanax like it's nothing. They, they, they even, so I've seen kids, kids from Leroy smoking crack, shooting heroin. And it's like, it's because they're being brainwashed. So that's why, like, whenever I, I make music, like, man, you know, it comes I, from the truth. See, and I can't say that I haven't seen things like that, because I have. Like, yo, I, like, yo, man, people don't understand. Yo, you'll be in America and be in a third world country at the same time. And people will be like, what? And I'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, yo, you go through the West Side right now, and you'll be like, oh, man, this is nothing. I'll be like, what? If you would have went through here through the 90s, you wouldn't have went through here. Mm-hmm. Like, that. Like you wouldn't have been able to drive through there because you would have drove through there and you would have been looking scared. And the fact that you look scared is why you would have got ran down on. Like, or if you would have been looking too tough, and the fact you're trying to look too tough and nobody knows who you are is the fact you would have got ran down on. Or you you understand what I mean? Seeing like people were a lot harder back then. Oh yeah. Yeah, Oh, what West Side Buffalo? If you were not Latin descent, you was not over there. Yeah, and dude. You was, know what? You, the only people that was really over there was Native Americans and 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 and, uh, and, and That's yeah. it. it was, other than that, it was Spanish or uh, uh or um Pakistanian. Yeah, you know I mean people from Lebanese and and and, and African descent. Like well, you know, it's, it's it's funny and like, but but Western New York is such a clicked up area. You always have you know your Irish in one area, you got the Italians in one area. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. Not but, yeah, not anymore. No, whoa. Well, I'm talking talk about specifically in Dunkirk, Fredonia, like where, where I got family okay. from. Yo, people, but that's how it used to be. People, yo, I remember we we go through Lovejoy. We go to Lovejoy just to fight because we knew what was happening if we go through Lovejoy. I lived near now, there before I moved here to Maryland, actually. Ready? And guess what? Now you go through Lovejoy and you'll be like, holy, what the? Yeah. You'll be like, what? Yeah. Whole not, family. Not me. I'll be screaming at people in traffic. People don't know how to fucking drive in the city. No, they still fucking don't hate it. That doesn't change. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Past, present, future. Hey, listen. No offense, people from Florida. We still drive better than people from Florida. But that's all I got to say. I ain't from Florida. Huh? No, no. I'm talking about people that hear the broadcast. I was like, no offense, people from Florida. uh, Oh, yeah. Sam. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. I've seen Sam drive. And Sam always had me drive. Let me put it that way. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. Back to, to, you know, what we were talking about music. Because I do want to get to some hip-hop talking. Yeah. You know, and then you're going to hear some stuff about Sam, too. And I wish, you know, he's he's got to work and everything. You know what I mean? Good no, for I, him. Yeah. But um, so, you know, and I like, obviously, your pick at two being Pink Floyd. You can't argue with that. And yeah. I'm not even going to argue against the Beatles. I mean, like, what more can you say? Paul McCartney, John Lennon, and every like, single person in that band could play every instrument. Can you imagine having those two personas when they were yof? Can you imagine the songs that they didn't fucking do because those two were arguing or having a cockfight or pissing? Man? They were also very particular, you know what I mean, like yeah. about their settings and everything. But dude, yeah. I would I would have loved to have just been in one of those jam sessions, you know, oh, where they're having a beer and a cigarette. Do you think people were just like, "Oh my god, this is a fucking hit"? Yeah, I would throw it out. What? Throw it the fuck out? What? I never well, said. As their as their careers progressed too, you know, they obviously they got more into different drugs and stuff like that too. Yeah. So that yeah. dude, there's there's some stories about fucking I think it was Elton John and, and John Lennon. Um, you know, because because I've had my let me let me put it this way too. I've had, I've, 
the quality of the drugs at that party. <laughs> oh, God. But, dude, what it made them do is just insane. They were waiting for Andy. I think it was Andy Warhol to show up, and he was at the door, and they were so terrified they couldn't answer the door. Just the two of them. So fucking coked out of their minds, dude. Um, And, you know, and I've had my party days, but, like, I definitely love to laugh at stories like that because I've been in moments like that where it's like, what the fuck is going on? We can't forget our biggest party representative, Rick James. Oh, Rick James, bitch. Rest in peace, Rick James, because right there, ooh-wee. What the stories I hear about Rick James, I'd be like, it just, you hear stuff about Rick James from people in Buffalo that are older, and you're just like, that has to be true. Like, you know, and I love to watch those, uh, like that. Oh, yeah, Rick James was going down the street in a white limousine sniffing coke off of bitches' titties. What? Like, yeah, that's just what he did, like. What? Like, oh, yeah, he used to come out to gym, stake out, throw money out, hop over the counter, make his own sub. What? <laughs> like, he was, he was, he was a king, or at least he thought he was. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? No, I mean, he was, though. Like, he was, you know, what's funny, too, his, um, his clips on Chappelle's show are some of my favorite, you know, where I think it's, I think it's, uh, right. Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Yo, oh, and my then, God. Yo, they really got pictures of those moments and those times in life when they met. Do you know that? Like, yo, Prince really beat him in basketball. Like, there's a whole picture of Prince. Why am I not surprised that Prince was just mad nice on the court? You know what I mean? Bro, like, Bro, Prince is literally standing over Charlie. Charlie Murphy is passed out on the ground. Looks like he's tired as hell. Smash sweat on his body. Shit, I guess. Basketball. Just because. With both hands up next to a hoop. And guess what type of hoop it was? What's that? It was the old school hoop like we used to put up, like the old black ones that you had to pump all the way up and then hold the metal piece and put the metal pieces in place. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, it was an old school wheel hoop, bro. Hey, just because just a dude has a different taste of fashion and, and, and sings don't mean that he can't get down on the court. Bro, beat his ass in basketball. Like, yo, bro, everybody thought that Rick James shit and that, and that, and that, and that print shit was funny until they found out it was true. Like, he really was like that, you know what I mean? That's crazy. But, of course, you know, so far we're here talking, of course, a little bit about everything, too. I like the direction this podcast goes. You know, we trail off or whatever. We just do our thing. I am. Um, but I'll yo, now, a second to use this bathroom real quick, y'all, and I'll be right back with you. All right, go ahead. And, of course, guys, for this brief moment, I'm going to say make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Mafia. And there's another page as well. I believe it's facebook.com slash GB Sammy Sports Cards. Um, if not, just search the gamebook dash Sammy's Sports Cards. And that will have your opportunity to get involved with trading card breaks. I mean, we've pulled insane cards, including two Genesis Mosaic cards for Obi Toppin, which has obviously went through the roof in value. Um, the Jason Tatum National Pride. And, of course, an autograph. And there was just a bunch of good hits from Sam. So I'm excited about that. And Sam actually had an insane pull last night out of a box from 2002. And he will be talking a little bit more about that uh, throughout the week. Make sure to give him a follow. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at TGamebook at God at 24GageOliver24, Slammin' Sammy55, at RonRoyal3, at Timmy Lee Taylor at DMLawrence10. Those are all the affiliates here. Um, and of course you can catch, um, throughout the week, 
can't tell you that it's daily, but throughout the week you can catch videos which provide betting picks, which we provide for free, but bet at your own risk, and we do not encourage or endorse any illegal or underage gambling. Bet at your own risk, of course, like we say, but we provide hockey picks from Gage, a little bit of college NBA from me, a little bit of stuff from Timmy potentially. Drew, we have it all for you guys. Of course, we have answers about betting. You can always message me and get at me. I'm always here to answer questions. Of course, as the bill season is now over two, I am going to be covering the NFL draft coming up this year as well as prospects. I think the Buffalo Bills should draft. I like to watch film on these prospects and, you know what I mean, and like to put together a list of potential people I like. Whether they're going to draft them or not, I don't fucking know. But, of course, this is the film room hosted by the Bills Mafia Sauce God and Ron Royal 3 for the inaugural episode Talking about a little bit of stuff with life, a little bit about everything, you know what I mean? Just kind of raw, uncensored content. And kind of just hanging out. And I'm going to take this opportunity to refill my water. So, of course, guys, you can catch breaks from Sam usually once per weekend, but I don't believe there's going to be one this coming weekend. You should see some picks coming from me engaged throughout the week. And, of course, we'll be involved with Clad Cole. Quick shout-out to you on Facebook for Apex Legends streaming, including uh, ranked streaming, which he's been absolutely on fire with, including having over 200 live viewers at one point. That's Clad Cole on Facebook. That's Craig Tiberio from Western New York. And he's also on the WhatNot app for Pokemon Breaks and polls as well as sports too and of course he provides a positive community somebody i consider a brother kid on the way god bless you craig god bless you lex lex on him on facebook as well part-time streamer um people that i really look up to and that are a big part of why i'm still here today and why i think i'm heading in the correct direction so this has been a treat so far uh for anybody listening to this there will be eventually released the, the original video that we tried to create where basically Ron's connection would continuously lag and he would freeze and he would come in and out and we would just basically hear laughter or just bits and pieces of sentences and we could not stop laughing. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, like that I love doing. That's the kind of stuff I want to bring into this podcast is that kind of humor and conversations that I have with my friends, people I consider brothers and there's Ron. All right, Ron. No, you're good. I was uh, they gave me an opportunity to kind of talk about some of the other stuff too, you know, because I gotta always, you know, throw that stuff in. It's a podcast, right? Yeah. So oh, now it came advertising. <laughs> now I'm gonna go through my top five real quick and then I want to talk about rap. Like I'm dying to talk about that. And right. that's the thing is Gage, like I said, Gage don't really listen to it. Sam, however, Sam's kind of somebody who put me on to a lot of stuff too. Okay. Um, so with, let's talk, like I said, let me do my top five at five. I believe I had Van Halen Four, I went with Rolling Stones three. I went with Rush two Pink Floyd, one Led Zeppelin. I can't believe I still remember that somehow. That's crazy. Um, and I mean, like, those are my picks, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I and that's just like what I, I see as classic rock. You know what I mean? That's what I see right there. So. Now let's talk a little bit about rap. Um, I guess, th- and this, 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 this won't include um, rap groups, 
So this we're going to talk about your top five best MCs ever. Um, okay. and, and then we'll talk about your favorites. Okay. All right. No problem. Floor's yours. All right. So we're going to go with MCs. Man, mm. Rapper, is- MC, lyricist, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Best overall. Well, this is what I was trying to say earlier is um, I kind of don't want to include Biggie and Pac. Like, I want to, you know, Biggie and Pac have their own. And you know what, bro? The thing like, is, is yeah. I actually, when I rank mine, usually I, I, Biggie makes my top five sometimes. You know what I mean? But but yeah. not really. Well, see, me, it's always, I always got Biggie and Pac. You know what I mean? I always just put them on their own plateau. I don't even talk Biggie and Pac. You know what I mean? Because you, I can't, because there's so many people that came from Biggie. You know what I mean? And descendants that still are making music now and made companies and so forth and so on. And there were people that came out of New York, too, not just Biggie. Like, there were other very successful. I mean, you know, know, I don't have to say it. The Godson. Nah, I don't even need to say it. Amongst several others. No, no, no. That's that's a fact. You know what I mean? And I can't even say nothing. But he he does have an incredible voice. But see, I could go and pick out certain songs and be like, you know, this whole song, he was talking about all these artists. You feel what I'm saying? I could go and pick out He does go hard in what he put out. Yeah, you got to think about it. On songs like Unbelievable, he was talking about Nas. He was talking about Mob Deep. He was talking about all those people. One of my favorite rap lyrics ever is Chicken Heads be clucking in my bathroom fucking. I love that. He was wilding. He was wilding with that one. Dude, that beat is just so sick, too. I, I just, it just, uh, I mean, so, like I said, I wish we could have seen. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I was able to. That's the thing. That's what I keep trying to tell you, bro. I'm like, uh, I'm like, what, like five years older than you? Six years, six years older than you? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, I wish we could have seen more years. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I just would, I wish we would have got more years from Biggie. Oh, yeah, that's of course. But same with Pop. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just don't want to, I just put them on their own level. Like, they're on their own pedestal of legacy. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, their own legends, they got their own legacy, you know what I mean? And so I put them there. So I'm gonna, after that, you know what I mean, we're gonna go to my top five. So, okay, we'll get down to your top five. Let's see. All right, so let's see. We're gonna start five with Jada Kiss. You know okay, I, mean? I respect that too. Jada Kiss, I usually put Jada Kiss and Pusha T together, you know what I mean? Because I really, a lot of people don't understand, I really fuck with Pusha T. And Jada Kiss and Pusha T are kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, their talk, their metaphors, how they, you got to listen to the songs. They come from the streets, like they for real both do, you know what I mean? Like that cadence, that, you just like, oh my God, like, oh my God. Kind of like a smirk, you know what I mean? Like as they're fucking, you know what I mean? Like when they're saying it, you just hear them saying it so smooth, like, and you see it, you visualize every word they say, and you're just like, oh my God, what made him say that? You know what I mean? Like Experience, been there. Yeah, and their voice. Yeah, I mean, you gotta remember they got a voice, they both distinct voice. Like speaking of speaking of Pusha T too, a lot of people like don't realize this, you know. But obviously he was with Clips before he was just Pusha T. Yeah. And yeah. you know they sold they sold crack to to sell their album, um, Hell Hath No Fury, yep. which has some of my some of my absolute favorite fucking tracks ever. Um, yeah, they did. <laughs> right around shining, wamp wamp, bro. Like yo, they really did. Bro, they they sold, sold crack to literally. And then, and I respect it. They sold crack, paid for all this shit, and paid these niggas for beats. Just paid for real for beats, really. He said, yo, can we just pay you for beats? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> that's for real, though. Because that's really how you how you got yourself out there, is pay for studio time in a pro studio. Yep. 
That's really how mm-hmm. you do it, too. So you got five Jada Kiss. Yeah, so I got Jada Kiss, and, you know, first, you know, honorary mention, gotta say, push your teeth. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Plus, plus, it's like, come on, man. Like, who who holds the underground? Like, who holds that crown for New York for real, for real? Like, will we be talking about it? And it's like, you never cannot put Jada Kiss in there. You can never not put Jada Kiss in there. Like, that's kind of one of them things. You know what I mean? When you talk lyrics and who held it down for New York, you can never not talk Jada Kiss. You know? So. Or the locks. Or D-block. You know? And as a general. Let me be very clear on that. You know? mm-hmm. The Styles P and she glued your whole animals on their own. Yeah, you know I mean after taxes. Yeah, you know I mean silverback gorilla, all them joints. We gangster and the gentleman. We there. We understand. I get high. I get high. I get high. But you know, <laughs> just saying out of out of all y'all, Jada man. You ever heard um the, on the you, you ever heard Dope House by by Chinks Drugs and uh, Friend? Yeah, you ever heard with Jada? Yes, of course. Yeah, try to disappear with some work, get your wig split. Dude, I mean, get it on the arm and then I need a little interest. Yo, he spit so many. Yo, the first time I heard that shit. (sighs) How could you? Because you hear him come on the track, he's like, (coughs) like, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know what time it is. You know what it's headed for. And it ain't ain't a baby crying. It ain't a baby crying. It ain't a baby crying at all. Mm -mm. Not at all. So then, all right, so then we got to go to number four. All right, now, I might get a lot of flack for this, but I don't care what anybody says. You know what I mean? I would have him higher if it wasn't for the fact that he disappeared on me for so long. And then after disappearing on me for so long, gave me one and a half good albums and flacked on the rest and then said he's going to be back and didn't stay back. And it's just like, <laughs> Eminem. I got MF4. M is at four for you? Yeah, I got M at four. Now, the reason M is at four for me is because I was listening to M before he got signed by Drake. See, M was about to get signed by Ruckus Records, and my cousin Joe used to be like, yo, man, you got to hear this white boy. Are you He's talking about, like, Infinite Eminem? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about, like, Eminem, like, Slim Shady. I know I'm saying, like, you talk about the mixtape Infinite. Like, that's, oh, what, no. that's where apparently oh, got Dr. Dre's attention. I'm talking about, nope, nope, not even that. Before that, even like before deeper takes. That, before that, when he was on the, um, what the hell? Yo, was si- yo, honestly, I'm so disappointed Sam's not here. He would love to have this conversation. He loves Eminem. The, the Nuke Squad or whatever, when he did that one joint. What type of man, what type of man hops in a minivan with his legs broke and his dance van? He's fucking crazy. That song right there. That Dude. So, why is, he at, why is he at four? The reason he's at four is because who the hell is fucking with that boy? Like, why is any higher? Is what I'm saying. The reason M isn't high because exactly what I said. Him disappearing. Also, a lot of the content on his music, he's very hypocritical of himself because I love Eminem, but he tells me, "Yo, I never use my child to make money, but all your songs are about your children, and a lot of them are for your children, and you know you're making money off of it." Well, you so, know, but in a sense. Hold on, hold on, and kept throwing that in my face, and then of course he used the Elvis line, and I was just like, bro, that didn't help your cause in any way using the Elvis line because I'm sitting here trying to defend you, and then you run the Elvis line. I think, I think, (laughs) I truly believe that he does it to be ironic and hypocritical on purpose. You know what I mean? Like just just because it pisses people off, but it also, hey, in in turn, it shows how a majority of people in society truly are. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. But at the same time, I laugh because I know he means like using his child, like making my child become a rapper or a singer or something like that. You know what I mean? I use my child for publicity in that way. You feel what I'm saying? And I know what he meant. But I'm just saying, when you're talking to when you're talking to somebody, you want to be like, oh, you want to mention my daughter? I bet I never use my son for this, that, and the third, da, da, da. and it's just like, yo, hold on, wait a minute. Hold on now. You you sound upset, and now you're upset because somebody's calling you out for that hypocritical shit. You do. I guess I can understand it. Plus, but yo, plus, so here's here's what we do, oh, too, by the way. I do got to say this. Plus, you, even though you're good now, and you fixed yourself, and you got it right, you pulled a Justin Bieber when you were a kid, man. You pulled a Justin Bieber and read a whole song about it because you were mad at a black girl. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that and lose points. You simply can't fucking do that. You just can't. I love you. You just M. can't. The thing is, I love M, though. I'm sitting here like, come on. Can I can't give me a fucking etiquette? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? It's not, it's no, it's no, but that just that little slight. Hurts, bro. It hurts because you had people that like looked up to you, defended you. Like you got remember, man. I'm a black kid, yeah. The west side of Buffalo, New York. So I'm around Spanish, Native American, and, and, and Pakistanian, and pure Africans from Africa all day. And I'm playing Eminem, and they looking at me like, "Yo, bro, I know you listen to DMX. I know you listen." To Speaking of too about growing up in that area, I got a question for you after we get through this. But what I was gonna say is, by the way. I want to, so I want to, you just gave five and four. I want to go five and four, my five and four, yeah, and then sure. you'll do three and I'll go three. We'll go pound for pound after that. All right. Bet, bet, bet. Because I do like your choices. I mean, I can respect why I'm a higher, but for me, five, like, okay. So like, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be people who beef with me putting them this low. Okay. But, but I have, but I have Jay-Z at five. Ooh. And I can't put him higher than that because you want to know my thing is, bro. Whoa. Here's here's if you wanted me to to talk top all time businessmen and and ways to fucking advance yourself outside of music, I put him to him number one way ahead of anybody else. But I'm not talking that. I'm talking strictly music. And I know his I know his bars are there. I do. But I'm just saying, bro. Like he just there's something that happens to you when you become so consumed by money. And, like, that's why I think a guy like Nas is different than Jay-Z. Because I don't think Nas ever fucking sold records to fucking try to become some big fucking billionaire. I think he really just... I think he just... I can't say that. I mean, who knows? Of course you could could have have ambitions. But hold on, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. But let me say this. I broke... But I've, I've, I've personally, I've, I've met Nas on the, on the Las Vegas Strip once when I actually, he was building a sneaker store. We built his sneaker store and yo, he was one of the just, I don't know, man, this, this aura around him and how he talks so, like, so soft. Sound like the Godfather. It like gave me like these chills, bro. Like I felt like, like, like there was, like there was, there was some sort of energy coming from him. But anyways, I, I got Jay-Z top. I got him at five just because I think after so long. And you know what? Told me I need to go dive deeper into his albums, you know, and look at his subliminal messages and how he's, very, how he's, you know what I mean? Very, very subliminal. And like the blue Ivy, you know what I mean? If you noticed, in a lot of his his last two or two and a half, like his last three, 
albums and even the project he did with Kanye, if you listen even to what he's saying, he's trying to make up for a lot of the things that he feel he caused because of his music or what he said during certain times or how he moved. But like literally, if you listen to his words, word for word, you know what I mean? Like even when he's like, I I never told you sell drugs. Nah, Hov did that. So hopefully you never have to go through that. And that was old. But mm-hmm. still, like, you know what I mean? You could tell like he was trying to it's almost like he was trying to amend for certain things he did in his life because he knew he did some shit in his life. And it, it happens, you know what I mean? We all ain't perfect. You know what I mean, I done did some shit in my life, you know what I mean? I guess too for I, me, I, so like I put I put Jay two there because like the guys that the guys that I'm gonna put ahead of him are more of what I think are, are artists in in the whole sense of it. You know what I mean? Like it's something yeah. that 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 is is truly that's what's most important to him. And like I said, it's I'm not even knocking him for it. But at the forefront of Jay-Z's mind is, is money and advancement. And you know what? Hats off to him because he is successful. But it's just like somebody like me, if I had all that shit that Jay-Z had and I was consumed by that, I wouldn't do well. And I, it's because I've had stuff, you know, like I was at one point thriving financially. You know what I mean? But like you, you could, it could all go away fucking quickly when you become yeah. so consumed by it. But so anyways, I got it for... Um, and this is going to be a little bit of a shocker, but I got a four and I wish I, I mean, if he had the real albums, but he got killed seven days before his, uh, seven days after his record deal, big L man, rest in peace. Um, really? Because bro, I've listened to his freestyles and those are some of the most insane and clever punchlines I've ever heard. And, and, and I don't know if I will ever hear anything more clever. Now, now can I say this? Can I say this? Go ahead. I, I can I, I... I can respect the opinion on his lyrics because a lot of it actually his style being part of Children of the Corn with Cameron and Mace and which you should probably go listen to some of their music. Yeah, him, Cameron and Mace had a group together with somebody else and they were called Children of the Corn. Um, then you had um, that's there was a Harlem world. It was a Harlem thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Hove obviously helped to be influenced by him and but bro, like legit, you know, bro, like. I, 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 with that choice, I would be like, well, if you're going to do that, you would have to put Cassidy there with him. Because, like, Cat freestyles is just fucking... <laughs> what? This I don't know, though, know? man. There's, there's, uh, there's times I've heard Cassidy, and it's a little whack at times, though, too. And I just... What I'm saying is... Like, let me explain again why I put him there. Go, because, go, like go, I said, I know, no, it's, no, I know, it's, I know it's a shocker. I was just saying to me. That's why I was shocked. I just had but no, I, see, that's what I'm saying. I know it's a shocker. You know what I mean? And and but that's my thing is, bro, is like when when Sam showed me Big L, bro, and he and he's he loves. Like I said, he loves Eminem. He'll tell you all day. He's the goat. He'll tell you a million and one reasons why he's the goat, bro. He'll tell you that if there's anybody that was a better freestyle artist than Eminem, it was Big L because he could. He could speed up his flow, but he didn't have to rap superly fast like Eminem does sometimes, which, I mean, obviously takes skill, but, like, at, at the same time, um, not, not, not saying anything bad about Eminem. I don't want beef. Um, but, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, so, like, he could speed up his flow, and he had those incredible punchlines. Like, when he said, Bloodshed, I get mad hoes, ask Beavis, I get nothing but head. Bro, that's the right there. That single-handedly, to me, is, like, the punchline that I've heard from any rap song that like is it, it, it sits with me to this day is like the best. <laughs> and we and we the sad part is is that we never got to see because he signed, like I said, his label deal and seven days yeah. later he was killed for a beef that his brother had. And that's exactly what sucks to you know what I mean like 
obviously he probably does not deserve to be top five, but for what I'm crediting him for, people could obviously give him an honorable mention. Yeah, so, no, no, that's why I said this is this is remember like we said this is all perspective on us and how with us and how we were built and what came up for us. You know, it's funny though. I don't really care for the song "Put It On" with the big L. Like, dude, the "Put It On" big L, put it on. The only thing I like about that is how funny that music video is. Some, <laughs> the guy's like real small and he's just waving his arms everywhere. But um, all right, so that's that's my five and four. We'll get your third now. Okay, okay, okay. Well. Let me see. I'm I'm still shocked at the whole being five thing. That's yeah. just me. No, no, no. Man, wait till you dig, bro. You're gonna dig backwards, and you're gonna be like, "Holy, what? How did I notice he was talking and saying this?" And you're just like, "But it's so relevant now." Like, that's the thing too. People have showed me some stuff that I've never fucking caught on to, and and I like. There's rumors that he freestyles most of his shit, but how do we know that, bro? Oh. Does with the, I'm gonna tell you right now because he's the one that taught Little Wayne how to do it. Did you know that? And he got and Jay Z learned it from Biggie. That's why you can. First of all, time out. First of all, time out. You can be taught because I have the ability yeah. to do so, but I've never been taught. I thought it was just you have to have it or you don't. No, 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 bro. Like, bro, you're gonna you. By the way, you will you will catch some bars from me at some point too. You will. When I work on my music, there's times I work on my music where I won't listen to other people's music. I only listen to like beats or old music I already heard before. Mm-hmm. And there's times where I, I won't, I really won't listen to new music. When people are like, I'll be like, nah, I'm good. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm, I'm good. And they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, you know what, bro? I'm just going to dip out. I'm really working on my own stuff. And they'll be like, oh, okay. You in one of those moods again. Like where I really don't want to hear no other instruments, no other sounds, no other words, no other bars, no other cadences. I want everything to be so much for me. And when you get into those zones where you're writing and just listening to music and working out, smoking a little bit, Working on music, working on music, listening to beats, working out, sleeping, working back on music, working like basically your whole life is just revolving around music and and making it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're just putting hours and hours into it. You just start to realize things and you start to put things together you didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? So I I, I would have to say like, oh man, number three, huh. Man, I'm going to have to just give it to one of my favorite MCs of all time. The whole reason I started rapping, uh, Talib Kweli. Yeah, okay. Okay. And you know, yeah. what's, what's, here's the thing, too. This is a thing that I always love. I love when I gain knowledge. I've never listened to anything Talib Kweli. I think the only thing Talib Kweli I've ever heard is he had a hook on a Kendrick Lamar song. Listen to Reflections Eternal, Train of Thought. Let me write it down right now. Reflections Eternal. Yeah, Train of Thought, because that's the name. There, it's uh, it's him and High Tech, DJ High Tech. Okay. Now there's gonna be two versions of it. Don't worry about the second one. The second one's still great, but that first one, that's the whole reason you listen to that, bro. That's the whole reason I started writing music, because mm-hmm. I never wrote. I used to always just freestyle and do certain things, and then he. Yeah, I, oh man! So he inspired like, a big. Oh yeah, he was a huge part of the whole reason I started writing was because of Tully Kweli. Because I was like, yo, I can freestyle. Yo, my freestyles is great. Like, you even hear me? You know, we might have some moments where we just chilling. You know, we'll have some freestyles. You'll just be like, yo, 
you know, you really just freestyled that? And I'm like, yeah, bro, I just... But but that had a whole. I'm like, yeah, I know most of, most of my swag stuff comes out when I'm freestyling, but then my lyrics come out with it, and you're just like, yo, there ain't no way he's freestyling. Like, yo, bro, I've been kicked out of freestyling competitions and battles being cold. Bro, I same here, and and it's always funny because I can literally just improvise and talk about something relevant to the current situation. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's, that's- it's just it's at the end of the day, it's because people, dude. It's it's not very often that you find people who are literally freestyling, you know what I mean? Like you just you didn't even write nothing down, think of nothing, you just come up with something on the spot, whatever. I truly think that when I freestyle and I get in the zone, I don't like it's not me. Like there's something that takes over. Because like I, I catch myself thinking that I'm only rhyming, you know, like a bar after bar, but yo, I catch it that I'm actually rhyming so many words within each sentence. It's 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 nuts. But um so that's your third, Tali Kweli. I'm gonna have to listen to yep. that. You have to send that to me afterwards. Or I, I, like I said, I got it written down. Yeah. Man. So, oh yeah. And by the way, I want to tell you, listen to uh, the song "Welcome to the Jungle" from uh, for Jay Z. Okay. I got you. That's from the um, which we call it "Watch the Throne" album with him and Kanye. Yo, do you think he's Illuminati? Who Hove? Yeah. I think at one point he was. You think you could just up and leave that? I don't think he up and left. I think certain things happened that changed what he was able to do in the perspective. And that's why and that's why things are different for him and how he's moving with his people. Like I feel like they're trying to push it because he said that one song, you know what I mean? But the thing is, when he did that song, he used Snoop Sample in it. And a lot of people don't understand the whole reason he used Snoop Sample was because he was writing songs for Dr. Dre already. And, like, you know what I mean? So it's just, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're Illuminati. Oh, speaking of, too. So, like, another reason I say Big L, 95 Freestyle with Jay-Z on it. They they rap over um, Keep It Real by Milkbone, which is one of my yeah. favorite beats ever. And literally, Jay-Z kind of, like, you know, Big L just does a nice one to start off. Jay-Z comes in and tries to really go at it. But, like, Big L just fucking slays him, bro. He said, I step, step. I'm so far out of my time. My parents haven't met yet. Like, bro, he was just different. Yeah. So, like, but but, but, anyways, for my third, um, because, like, really, like, there's only two that I got for one and two. But for my third, it's so tough, bro, because, like, I go back and forth, right? Like, there's there's certain aspects of why I'm going to say this person over this person. Okay. I'm going to say Kendrick Lamar, only for this reason. I want to put Lil Wayne third. I really do. I, that's that For me, I want to put Lil Wayne third, but I can't because, like, what Kendrick Lamar's albums are are not rap albums. That goes beyond music. You know what I mean? It's just different. And, and yo, his lyrical ability is there, too. His flow is there. His message is there. And, yo, and, like, honestly, I have, a, like, a sense of respect even more when, like, you are, you, like, you know, Kendrick Lamar wasn't ever in a gang, but, like, you know damn sure, like, that he's well-respected among, I'm pretty sure it's amongst the bloods. Like, oh, no, in, no, in no, 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 Kendrick was definitely in a gang. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That exactly he was. No, no, I guess I gotta let you know, Kendrick even says it multiple times over and over <laughs> that he was in a gang. And that's why he even says, what if I told you I wasn't the Kendrick that you do? You know, what if I told you about the time that I had to do this because a fiend did this? Would you believe this Kendrick? Oh, guy? what if I told you, uh, innocent yeah. Kendrick, you've seen in the basketball, we're now in the to eat, yeah. 
where he was using Eminem style and the, yeah. But Let's the reason, so, so I put, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I put Kendrick there at third because like, all right, so even before <laughs> before Good Kid, Man City, Section Eighty is like low key, like that's vibes, bro. When I first ever heard Rigor Mortis. That's when I got into Kendrick. I got into him before, like, he became more popular with, like, swimming pools and shit like that. So, Rigor Mortis, um, Cushion Corinthians. Bro, like, I could just put my headphones on and just, like, listen to that. And I would just get lost. You know what I mean? Like, I would just get lost for a bit. And that's actually when I would listen to that uh, mixtape specifically. I would write a lot of music. And that's actually the first time I ever recorded music is when I, I, I wrote the stuff from, from that time. But... For me, bro, like he put together Good Kid, Mad City, which if you listen, if for anybody listening to this, if you if you listen to that album, do not ever pick and choose songs or shuffle. Listen from the very first song yeah. to the very end because it's it a is concept. Mad. It's a concept album. It's a fucking movie. Yeah, I remember, it really bro. is. Yeah, I remember though. And Le- who was the and who was the partial executive producer? Doctor Dre, bro. That's what I'm saying. Anybody that works with Doctor Dre, your album. Even if you don't want it to, it's gonna come out a concept. It's gonna come out with a storyline. It's gonna come out with with even if it ain't a storyline, it's gonna have every phase. But I think you know what I mean. It's I so truly fun. think that this was this this was something that this was what he had envisioned. Kendrick Lamar is an art, the different kind of artist, bro. Like his methods, you know what I mean? Like from what I know too, like he would like lock himself in the studio for a couple weeks and like you know once in a while go shoot hoops or or something like that. But he's no, such a simple person. Yo, you know what bro, I mean? that's what I, yo, bro. Like I said, remember I told you when I lock in, bro, you have to do that. The whole reason I learned that was from when I did my prison time, not jail, prison time. Because when I was writing, when I was in prison, I realized like why most prisoners write the best music is because they have all this time to sit with their demons and fight and talk with them one on one. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And exactly. my way to talk with mine was to write and do music and so i'm just doing music after music after music after music after music after music and i'm working out and i'm doing music and i'm eating and i'm working out and i'm doing music and i'm realizing like yo hold up i'm writing some fire music i'm writing a lot of music i'm writing like cases and cases you know what's what's funny is too is like you know and i've never done like i've never done time but like I've, i've spent the night in jail for some stupid shit and i mean i'm not gonna get into why or anything like that but anyways so I, I, when I got there, it was night. It was late at night, and luckily, just just to add some humor to this too, I ate an edible like an hour before this happened. So I didn't have a problem sleeping, one bit. Um, but anyways, I I sat there, and, and first of all, I start. I prayed to God because I said I understand that this is just supposed to happen for some reason, and this is all part of my path and whatever. But I also started thinking of lyrics again, and and at that point. I hadn't really written music in, in years, like years. Like I'm not really, I have moments where I like to write, but I, I'm i more of a freestyle artist, like throughout the day, freestyle and random ass things over any sound. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. just who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm an improv kind of guy. But when I get into it with when, when I'm writing, when I have a concept of what I want to write about, what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. and I have the right beats, then dude, so that the next day I came out, I started writing again. And I started writing just insane stuff that I never in this world could think that I could come up with. And honestly, bro, there's some stuff that I have in this notebook in front of me that I don't I, honestly, if I don't explain it, people are not going to be able to break it down. It's just that 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 fucking complex and intelligent. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. But then that's and that, but that's also 
when it comes to like lyrics and wordplay like that, you also have to be able to have a simpleness about it. You got to be able to have a simpleness about how complex it is. And sometimes, you know, that's even hard for me to do, but I learned it. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm ready to take that next step. It's all about finding a balance, like like I think what you said. And you know what, too, bro, with me potentially coming back to WNY, you know, like I, I would like if, if you get time into the studio or something like that, let me know, man, because like yeah, I just bro, I, I'd love to put I, some I, together. I got all my own studio equipment, bro. I got like over like two, three thousand dollars worth of studio gear, like for recording. So I'm good there. And then I record at main studios, too. That's just for album work. But. Like, if you, like, bro, I got a freaking Chaotica 8-Ball. I got a Blueberg Champagne mic. I got all types of stands. Yeah, bro, trust me. <laughs> See, I think that we could honestly put some shit together. Because, I honestly, for me, music's like an outlet to just relieve some shit that's in my well, mind. Right now, I'm recording at, uh, but I actually record all my main music at We Make Hits. Shout out my man Tyree. What up, Ty? Shout out uh, DJ Big B, too. What up, DJ Big B? You know what I mean? Um, DJ we make- Big B, I like that. Yeah, it's at We Make Hits Studios, you know what I mean? Big shout out, We Make Hits, you know what I mean? Once of course, more, man, support out. local businesses, too, yeah. you know what I mean? All day in America, you know, once more, shout out Superstar Brazzy is a superstar in the motherfucking building, you did. Um, yeah, so I had, um, like I said, too, before, I had Kendrick at three. Yeah, okay? you had Kendrick at three. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can understand why, you know what I mean? But, like... I mean, yeah, I, I can understand, <clears throat> you know what I mean? But I also got to remember, you know, there's an age difference of, like, those couple years for me just changes things. Like, because number two for me, actually, is funny that you said that. Well, you got to give, yeah, yeah, you got to give me two here. Yeah, yeah, you were talking about, uh, I was going to say, oh, yeah, number two is Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? Number two is definitely Lil Wayne. Like, I can't deny Lil Wayne because, yo, like, come on, man. People say, yo, wait, hold say I might give this to the mixtape Wheezy. Like, you got a whole... What's your favorite Wheezy verse? Uh, I'm knocking and bucking into the bank of bus. No, we don't run with that Olympic, but that slang with us. I got the mm. young- that ummy and that angel does. So pick your high will supply and correct change what's up. You niggas dangless, man. You can't hang with us. I got a bitch who speaks Spanglish. She keep her ankles dangling and the cocaine is right up in her anus. Off range is right up in the spot where he's supposed to be. Got hover at the game and yes, he's coaching me, but I've been a champion. Happy as I ever been. Lamping in the Hamptons. Like, what the fuck is a hammock? The chef up in the kitchen. Like, what the fuck is a sandwich? I'm like, we need a fine middle ground. We need balance. Anyways, that be to my advantage, I'm out standing like standing outside up in the blizzard, but I will not panic. Standing hot or uh, serving nickel packs in Iraq, but I will not panic. Swerving nickel black if I wreck, but I will not panic. Cop another one the next day and drive it brazier. The seats will be lazier, shit will be gravier. Nina Serafina, my girl, so yeah, I baby her. Waving her head, flu gazes, you gazes, it's two gazes. Mama, or he say, Who raised me? We got guns put. He said, No, he said, You niggas is too flazy, flu gazy. Uh, nines, nines, M80s, M, he's at M80s, bus 80s, nines, nines, tens, Mac tens, bullets pull up for shell cases, bail make it. My mama says, tuck your chain, son, they'll take it. I hit her with one of them stale faces, like, I'll be damned, mama, they know who I am, mama. I'm still your little boy, but tell them I'm the man, mama, fuck with your boy, man. Hollywood the Grove, boy, I throw it in your face till you get it understood, boy. And he did it over, if, if you knuckle, you could buck. He did that over nothing. Yo, that was nice, by the way. Very, very, very <laughs> nice. That got me. That got me like real fired up, to be honest. Like, yo, bro, 
he did that over the nut if you buck, bro. Like so in out of nowhere was just like we knucking, we bucking to the bang with bus. No, we don't run with the Olympics, but that flame with us. I got that yummy, that ummy, and that angel dust. So pick your high. It's as he said, pick your high, I will supply and correct changes. What's up? <laughs> like, yo, he's just that de- he's different. Like, I mean, bro, he would easily be him, like I said, you know, I wish I like, could put him there, but with drugs. I, Number two, because bro, he it's not even just that, bro. The Carter two, the Carter two is when he wrote. That's what. That's the last time like he had actually written everything. Cause you hear him while he's rapping. He even says it, bro. You can hear it in the music. You hear him tearing the pages and throwing them to the floor and pumping them up in the song. That's See, but here's I, the thing too. Uh, so if we're talking about like if we if, if we're gonna base people on storytelling abilities, like you know what I mean, or, oh, or no, like we're talking. No, hold on, hold on. What I'm saying is, or like we're talking about punchlines or whatever. Then of course, you know, like there's certain rappers that are gonna be that, like you know, like Not like slick, that. like yo, know, people people wouldn't think this, but like slick Rick is like probably probably a top three storyteller in rap's history. You know what I mean? This is what makes Little Wayne's run crazy. Little Wayne had an R and B singer run with features, bro. For fucking five years straight, all you heard was Little Wayne on every hit made, bro. Bro, and he would always have just like the the first song that would come out like a milli, and then like you know six foot seven foot on on separate albums like those right there, just like started all the hype right away. He's yeah, bro. he's he, ah, you know what, dude? I gotta retract my fucking my top five. I gotta bro, correct just, it now. I, I just gotta say this. Just think about this. If Lil Wayne went over your beat back then, bro, they even made a joke about it. What is it? Uh, shout out our, our what is it? Our, our DC World, RDC One World. Yo, shout out to RDC World One. Yo, they even made a joint about if Lil Wayne hopped on your track back in the day. Dude was sitting there with the platinum plaque, and he said, "Yo, bro, what? Lil Wayne just hopped on your track? No, no, no! Please tell me it ain't true." Oh, bro, look, bro, he already had ten million. They come in, they take his platinum plaque from him and everything. He's like, "What is my beat?" Well, you know what? Let me beat. let me say this. This is how I'd reorder it, actually, because I don't know. Sometimes I'd be thinking about this and I don't think straight. So what I would say is, listen, I put Big L five. Hold yeah. four because you know what you're telling me he freestyles. Then if that's true, then he's yeah. gonna move way up for even higher than four. Bro, but then awesome. then I'll go Wayne at three. Listen, hold on, I gotta tell you. Did you hear what I said in the middle of that freestyle? I said, he said, he said, now I got Hove at the game and yeah, he coaching me. When he said that, that's when little okay. So I gotta tell you this little truth. A lot of people might know this. I don't know if you know this though. So little Wayne was about to leave Cash Money. And Jay-Z was going to pick him up with Rockefeller Records and Def Yeah. Then he gave Lil Wayne young money, cash money. So then he gave him young money, his own label, his own shit. He tried to make it seem like no matter what comes from that, Lil Wayne, you're going to make your own money. And I'm still going to pay you back your checks. That's how he had Lil Wayne thinking. And Lil Wayne was like, yo, I'm going to stay loyal with my pops who brought me up. And, you know, other we weren't going to talk about them. Yeah, things. But anyways, you know, he just wanted to stay loyal. He wanted to stay at home. He wanted to stay loyal. He was like, you know, this is where I came from. They helped me get into And he's already successful at that point. He's already yeah. a superstar. Yeah. So like and like I said, he was he just dropped a Carter two. He didn't even drop the Carter three yet. Or Carter one. He didn't even drop Carter two yet. Or Carter three. Carter two is my favorite. Cause all the yo, bro, if you go come on, my hands up, my hands up. They want me with my hands up. Cause I'm a shooter. That song with him and rap rubbing thick. 
what? Oh my god! Yo, I'm gonna definitely have to listen to some fucking some of the Carter albums again. Yo, yeah, like bro, this makes Carter me this too. this reminds me, bro. Yo, the Carter too, bro. Listen, when you go just just forget one and three. So commercial play three is the most commercial play because it was right after two, but two with Fireman and all that on it. Come on, man. Come now on. let me say this. So so my my favorite Wayne verse yep. of all time is okay. I think it was was a dedication for. Um, okay. Green Ranger, Green Ranger with J. Cole. Mm. He says, "Like I'm old news, bitch. I'm like old news." Or they say I'm old school, but I dropped out, dropped your body off at a cop's house. They throwing up the bricks. You better box out. My got enough white to build a rock house. I got my drawers on. Sam Rothstein, 44 on my waist. Rick Ross jeans, being faded. Stonewall's jeans. New pussy, new money, New Orleans. Like bro, like that's. Dude, the, the the things that he says in that, I know every single what? reference Hold he's on. making. What's the other joint? Uh, 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 the one he did over Mr. Jones when he, I know I'm gonna ride for my motherfucking nigga. And oh my god, oh my god, Mike Jones, yeah. Over the over that over that. Uh, sky's the limit or whatever. Yeah, sky's the limit. Oh my god. Yeah. Sky's That's the limit. That's funny. That was that was my MySpace Come page on. song back in 06. What MySpace? Everybody had that on their MySpace. Stop playing. Also had yo. I, I couldn't. I had stunting like my daddy at one point too. I think that was probably my favorite. Yo, everybody can't stunt like they were like my leather so soft, my foot so soft, my cushion so soft, everything soft. <laughs> <laughs> so you hey you've got Wayne at two right so I need to give you my number two yeah and the funny thing is is that this 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 one is kind of like bounced back and forth over the years right but like I'm going Emma two right and and I say I'm because like I got several reasons first of all you know he's legitimately freestyling you know that he's his vocabulary is out of this world like you know that he can he obviously he can rap fast he can obviously battle he just yeah. is that dude. And let's be honest, yeah, he did disappear short, but he sold the most records out of any any music genre. And not to get like, you know, political or anything about that, but you know, he's he's white. And at that time, you know, like we we didn't see any white rappers at that time. And and hip hop was still think about it too, especially like in suburban areas. People hated rap and hip hop. You know, it's it's bad, it's it's disrespectful. So he was also at the time with that too, but he still sold the most records in the entire decade of two thousand to two thousand ten. I mean, he just, he has the numbers. He has, he just has the skill to back it up. Um, I like it. The funny thing is too, is that I'm not necessarily like a, like a fan of his music. I'm a fan of his lyrics and his, and his abilities, but I'm not like a fan of his voice or his, or his hooks necessarily. But like that, I've heard a 12 minute freestyle with him and Royce the five nine. And that story was they, like they were both at the same studio in Detroit and recording and like yo why don't we just like yo hop over hang out for a little bit i'm sure they're probably smoking and you know like let's 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 go in there and freestyle so the dj would play beats and low-key they just acted like they were going to kind of like freestyle but you could tell they were kind of going at each other to show who was the better mc in there no you, you, ne- you never really see a lot of people keep up with eminem but rice to five nine very very but, underrated oh yeah bro but that's like you know what and this is what i have to say bro like Tech Nine said it best. I'm, I'm in. Oh, Tech Nine is actually the most underrated. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in them, but I will sell as much because I'm black. I was like, oh my god. Oh he's also on. I'm pretty sure he's independent too. That's the other thing. The fact he even said it as a bar, like, yo, bro, what? <laughs> he's, he's a spooky fucking dude too. Like, I fucking love it. 
Yeah, no, but that's a dope thing, man. I fuck, I rock with Tech Nine. That's the homie too, man. Big shout out to the homie. You know, Big East. It's a wolf. He's a real one too. He's not one of these fucking, you know, the, the people that like like we were talking about earlier. You know, that encourage all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, no nonsense. You know what? He talks crazy, but he always builds his people. He's always trying to build, send them more, not have them doing dumb shit. Like he talks crazy, but he every time you see him in an interview, he's talking build right, uh, 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 selfishness, um, um, strength, spirit. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, uh, um, I love that song that he had um, with Kendrick Lamar in it too. Yeah, he got you one. With, about? He got one with M. But anyways, so who's your number one? Well. Oh yeah, I figured you would have known that when I couldn't believe you had him at number five. Like seriously, Jay Z. I'm so I'm so surprised, bro. I mean, like I'm surprised that 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 this that this person's not in your top five. I'm surprised, but yeah, go ahead. Tell me why Jay Z. Oh, not okay. First off, I I say this. You got to remember, I'm from an era. That's my and see, that's the thing is, I don't know everything. So that, sometimes that, people can educate me. And that's yeah, what I'm here. That that's whole, what I'm hoping. That, that whole era and that East Coast coming up with the music. All right, well, all right, so that whole beef with Nas and Hove, people got to remember, man, that drink's a lot deeper. You feel me? Because Jay-Z was telling the truth when he said, you know, that whole song you made about that Tech 9 You know what I mean? Remember he made the song about the Tech 9 made the whole song going backwards about the gun and shit? He's like, yo, you made that whole song talking about my gun. He's like, you came into my joint, you were inspired by me. I ins- that's what Hove was like. You know what I mean? That's what, like, yo, bro, my life inspired you to write that song. And that was one of Nas's best songs. So Nas, you know, that's why Hove that and you gotta remember, Hove didn't make his verse to diss Nas until Nas made Ether. The original um takeover ends. When he says, ask Nas, he don't want it with Hove. No, that was it. That's all that was supposed to, that's it. Wasn't supposed to be nothing, nothing more after that. And the whole reason that is because you got to remember, Jay-Z was under Biggie. Now, he was with Jazzo at first. That's why Jay-Z says in this song, back when motherfuckers wasn't repping with an automatic repping, I was repping with a tech because he used to rap fast. Like, a jig and a J, a jig and a A, a jig and a A, A, Y, Z, oh boy. He used to rap fast with, uh, you remember that song, uh, Jigga What? Niggas ain't think a fuck with me. Jigga who? Jigga down, bitch. J to the G. Jigga what? And then that dude at the end of that song that was on there spitting fast just like him but going crazy. And you like, oh, my God. Who is this? That's Jazzo. That's the dude that introduced Jay-Z to the world in the rap game. You know what's what's crazy though is my number one is gonna it's it's gonna be direct so, city. This is this is what's awesome. I, I'm I'm excited so, about it. So now you got now you got Jazzo, and then he meets Biggie. And while this whole time he was going with Biggie, do you know what Biggie was calling Jay Z? Tell me. He was calling Jay Z. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was calling him um. Um, 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 what the heck is that one dude? He was either calling him Daddy Cool or Slim. He was calling him Slim something or Daddy Cool. And you can hear it when he, um, um, Biggie's talking about the commission. He's like, yeah, Slim, ah, 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 Charlie Baltimore, this person, that person. He was talking about Ho. He was talking about Jay-Z. You feel mm-hmm. me? He had his nickname for him. And his nickname was like Slim or something like that or Daddy Cool or something like that. 
Cause he's like, he's like, yo, man, Jay Z, man, that boy a pimp, man. That boy mack a bitch out of drugs. Like, yeah, that's a pimp, man. He really get his bread, man. Fuck with old. Like, you feel what I'm saying? So that that whole thing. Now, remember how I told you earlier, Biggie had that song. It's unbelievable, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie Smalls. Where it's he, the endless show, yeah. Where he was dissing. Now, remember, he was dissing everybody. I killed so-called rap dawns. Your reign was short like leprechauns. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, he was talking about Nas. This ain't no if, ands, or buts. He was talking about Nas. So then Nas and, and, and the Biggie click met, and Nas said, yo, Biggie, I really fuck with your music. Da, 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 yo, yo. He's like, well, I'll just let you know I run New York. Like, that's, like, Biggie was letting him know. So, right there, the line was drawn in the sand for Jay-Z. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but so, you know I, what, bro? But 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 there's conflicting reports about all that kind of stuff, too. There's what? conflicting reports about how, you know what I mean? Well, the, they can conflict those reports, but the Biggie and Nas situation is all in music. It's in the music. You feel what I'm saying? Nah, Biggie is very, we both know Biggie is very subjective his subliminal, with his subliminal rap talk. Because he's a so-called beef with you-know-who. Come on. <laughs> like, so let me ask you this then. So like was what and this is this is a little bit off topic. Was was who shot you? Was yeah. that actually aimed at Pac? No. Even though he claimed okay, I didn't think it was neither. No, 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 no. Hell no, bro. He made who shot you. This is all right. I'm just I, I can't I can't say on the internet or podcast. So I'm gonna say it to you. But I can't have you put okay. it on the podcast because this might not. Be well, no, like then, 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 yeah, then don't say it. Well, yeah. But tell me, tell me off this. But yeah, yeah of course. You know, but you know what I mean. I'm not trying to get black. So, but my ideas on the subject just are 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 very. Now uh, let me let me give you yeah. my number one. Well, oh yeah, my fault. Let me finish with hope real quick. So I think I know where you're gonna go. So you know what I mean. But then you also gotta take into fact. Okay, you can be an artist. But can you help an artist be an artist? He didn't just help artists be artists. He helped R&B singers be R&B singers. Yeah, but, and you know what else is crazy, too? That he, he turned down J. Cole once. Bro, yeah, he turned down Cole. And he resigned him anyways. <laughs> Ready? Hold on. Then don't forget, bro, he wrote for he wrote for Dre. He wrote for Dre. He wrote Dre Day for Dr. Dre. And still, he wrote them shits for Dre, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and then yeah, you know, as we're sitting talking. here talking too. By the way, I'm picturing Kanye and and Jay Z in the studio when when Kanye was backpacking. Yeah, you know bro, what I mean. Telling, yo, bro, imagine, yo, ready? Don't forget, Hove, bro, on the low. Go look it up, bro. Hove wrote songs for Beyonce. People don't be looking up the credits on songs, bro. Hove was really out here, and he even said it. Hove even said, "Yeah, I wrote some stuff, man. I don't even like talking about." And it's like, yeah, man, we know what you wrote. You wrote that nasty ass freak shit for your wife. So do you think he just has it? He's he's just a genius. You know what I mean? Like he no, yeah, just had, yeah, he's gifted. Musically, he's a genius. Musically, bro, why do you think? Why do you think yo like like people like Hove are those type of people where you go yo I wish this producer would do a song with him and for some reason it's like he catches that and he's like yo I'm gonna do a song with this producer and then you just hear a song you're like yo oh my god yo I was just thinking this freaking month ago I was thinking mm-hmm. this exact thing and and he just goes and does it like you feel what I'm saying like like you're just like man I wish I heard a Jay Z like another day I was thinking man I wish I heard a Jay Z and Timberland song and then fucking Timberland plays this beat and says next Hove album with a question mark and a smiley face and he plays it and I'm listening to it and I'm like oh my god if Jay Z gets this beat I might cry like yo bro this beat so fire I sent it to my cousin he said yo bro I'm about to start making music again that's how hard the beat was the beat was so hard. My cousin said he's making music again. He ain't wrote music in three years. No shit. 
He said, yo, bro, why'd you do this to me? I said, what you mean? He said, you sent me all these Timberland Instagrams, but that very first one, bro, I almost cried. I said, yeah, bro, that's a Jay-Z beat. He said, I know. I hear it. <laughs> that's what you're, that, that's real fire, though. That's that magic, you know what I mean? Like yeah, something bro. that really inspires you to pick up the pen. Oh, yo, you know, real quick, too, you know what else is what really what inspired me to also start writing and just, yeah. like, getting a certain type of flow exactly. was... I was watching, it's on Hulu. It's the Wu-Tang Clan American Saga. It's, a, it's like a biopic. There's two seasons right now. There will be a third, and I'm pretty sure final season coming out this mm-hmm. year. But it's made by the RZA. And, you know, like, it, it, it basically tells about how the Wu-Tang Clan formed. And, like, I don't know, man. I would just hear the beats produ- produced by RZA and their lyrics and shit and their flows. And, like, sure. it just made me start to, dude, whenever the intro plays to that show, it's like this beat that's like, play, 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 play. It's just so dope. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like I literally, I literally picked up the pen, bro, and I just started writing for like like hours. Like you talked about in a zone, yeah. Like I mean, like literally in in such a zone that I was writing in the dark, and I was writing so fast that it was so hard to transcribe what I actually wrote. But like what I came up with was just out of this world. Um. So let me get let me give you my number one here. Yeah. What's your uh, yeah? So uh, that's on. that's it's it's gonna be Nas, and that's because, bro, I I I think that. I don't know if I buy into all this that, you know, like, I don't know. I think that Nas was so well-respected and such like a, he just was different. He wasn't really pretty sure he wasn't selling drugs like, like crazy, like Jay-Z was, you know what I mean? And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't necessarily know, but I do know this, that it's a story that Snoop Dogg tells about, you know, Tupac but, went to New but, York. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I got, and I got to tell, cause this gives me chills when I think about I, it, but like, you know, Pockets out the van, you know, goes and goes to check him. You know what I mean? Basically says, "I'm about to drop a disc record, dissing all you motherfucking New York motherfuckers, and and you ain't gonna do nothing about it." And and Nas just literally looked at him and just says, "I I would never diss you, Pac. I love you." You know what I mean? And like and and Pac walks away thinking like, "Yo, I just punked this dude." And Snoop says to him, "Nah, he let us live." Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the realest shit ever. Like, yo, you don't see Nas is he's like carrying a weapon. Them dudes over there and them dudes over there. He starts seeing people swarming, circling. And that's that's how well loved he was, bro. When he says, like, you know, whenever somebody says that they're the 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 son of God, it's like that's a big title to take, even if it's just for selling things or you're in marketing. But like Nas, I truly think has this like deep connection. Yeah, but when he says he's God's son, he doesn't he's not talking about Jesus. No, no, I don't think so. I I know he's he's he he's uh he's Islamic. That that whole religion thing, man. Woof, man. That's a whole other topic, man. I, that's I, what I was gonna ask you about. The whole Joey you, topic for me. Do, do I, you know I, about I, the? Yo, do you know about the five percenters? Oh yeah, of course. See, I, you know what's what's funny is, and and it's actually a good thing because like you might be able to answer some questions, but like I, I've. I'm spiritual. Like I have a belief in God and I have my own faith, but I don't, I don't abide to a religion or a church or what a book tells me, but I do love to read the Bible and stuff like that. Just for, just for perspective or just knowledge. But like my goal this year for 2022 was to start studying other religions just so I could understand people better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I I start, I'm starting out with, with the Islamic faith. So I've been reading the Quran, but what I'm most intrigued by is the 5%. You know the nation, the nation of gods, or whatever it is. Um, Islam, nation of God, nation of Islam. But this is different in a sense. This is based on you know more of numerology too within it. It's a little bit different. And but it was big in 
in New York. Um, huh? Some people would say that's that's what hip like hip hop was born from. Mathematical subjects, son. Your cipher. What's today's What's today's mathematics, guy? Right? But no, I've because like I've seen it. Um, <laughs> like I wonder, like would like I, like how would I, would a person like me like and I'm uh, a person like me has white skin. A, a lot of that language talks about being, you know, a black man. But like I really am interested because like it it works for like empowering oneself and and finding a path. And I've seen it. So like of course I want to I want to find that too. That, that, that's but like, you know what somebody explained to me? It's it's not the color of your skin that determines that. It's 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 the way that like if you if you have white skin and you act with privilege, and I'm not trying to get into a you know a weird topic or whatever, but you act with privilege, that's what makes you the devil a devil. And I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like I truly I if you I be- truly if you believe because of your skin complexion that you are superior or you have a privilege over others and you don't see something wrong with that, then yeah, that's, that's it. literally what the, you know, one of the definitions of racism is. It's like you see yourself as superior to another because of your skin complexion. And I've, and I've never seen myself as better than any human being because at the end of the day, we all put our pants on the same. You know what I mean? But like, especially, I don't know, man, since I was a kid, I've always just learned to love people just you know what I mean and like I think when I say that I dislike people because of how stupid society is I just dislike people as a whole um but no it's just I just wonder about that because you know growing up in that area you talked about in Buffalo too the um the guys might have been something that was prevalent around there and like I've just like I said I'm always curious yeah well no not really to be honest like I said I grew up in the Spanish so and really it was a wasn't a lot of like the major gangs started coming when I got towards my teen years. Like but when I was younger, it was always just street gangs. You know what I mean? Like Tenth Street, Seventh Street, um, Grant and Gardner. You got you know West Ferry. You got Nineteenth. You had you know what I mean? You had Fifteenth. Uh, you had uh, um, let me see what else did you have? Fourteenth. Like yeah, they all weren't together at one point. They were all separated. Mind you, all these streets are like one freaking two blocks away from each other, four blocks away from each other. You had uh, D.C., Delavan and Congress. You had, uh, oh, my God, uh, you said G&G. You had Potomac. You had so many different Potomac. Man, it's so many West Side hoods, man. There were so many hoods within hood part. Ooh, pardon. There were so many hoods within neighborhoods, but it was really neighborhood thing. You know what I mean? It was more neighborhood, and then at one point, for me, it was race. Like a lot, certain Puerto Ricans didn't fuck with black people, and like mm-hmm. and that kind of was a thing. And that was a thing. Like a lot of people think that wasn't a thing. It's still a thing in a lot of parts of this country, which is sad. But um, that was a huge thing for me growing up because uh, there was only four black families, and my father was Indonesian and Dutch. So really, people looked at me like they thought my dad wasn't my real dad. They used to think I was adopted. So he looked at me like the black kid with a white dad in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. You know what I mean? But my dad looked Asian, so he's a Chinese white dad. <laughs> you just hit a whole spectrum of the entire fucking globe. I love that. Yeah, so it was like that's how they viewed it though. So you know what I mean? I was in a lot of fights. That's gotta be tough, man. Like, you know, and obviously I've never I've never suffered. I've never had to, to deal with those those kind of struggles to yeah. be honest. You know what I mean? You know, it builds character depending on how you go about it. You know what I mean? I could have been a sociopathic serial killer or uh, I could come out like you know, and here's something else too. I want to say too, because like I love Buffalo, right? Like you know, obviously there's some shitty areas or whatever, but yeah. like honestly, 
I don't tend to to like I walk around Buffalo like it's nothing. Like I don't have fear when I walk because like I don't. I, regardless, like if I'm gonna die somewhere, I'm just gonna die somewhere. That's 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 not in my control. You know what I mean? It's my time. But I also too, I think that some people be like you know like well no I suffer you know people people. Um, like if I go in the hood and because I'm white, people are going to treat me differently or they're going to, they're going to harass me for personally, for me, like, it's just like stand your ground, show them that you're a fucking man. And then at that point, that's it. You know what I mean? People are so fucking soft nowadays and it's just stupid. Yeah. But nowadays, man, when you do do that, they just, they, they go extra, man. They go to extra mile, man. It's, it's difficult. Well, my thing is, is that I always present a good energy and positivity and respect to anybody regardless of if I know them or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the, at the moment that, that they give me a reason to, and I've, I've come across this, you know what I mean? Not, not to try and brag or nothing, but being a better looking, you know, dude or whatever, sometimes other dudes that see me at a bar and I'm talking to girls, they get envious. And then they look at me and think I'm some sort of douchebag. Yeah, like, that's not the case. Me, that's a female trait, so I'll give it. But what I'm saying is, too, is like, it just... People people always judge regardless, and it sucks, but I choose not to. I, I definitely choose not to. can't go to no bar or club and be like, oh, yeah, yo, damn, that dude getting all the bitches. Fuck that nigga. Like, what? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd be more like, all right, what the hell is he doing? What the fuck am I doing wrong? Like, you know what I mean? I'd be like, hold up. I'm me. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I doing wrong? Like, you know what I mean? But you know what? A lot of, a, a lot of males aren't growing up with that same concept. You know what I mean? And and a lot of males that are of African descent um are forced not to have their fathers from a minimum of six of a minimum of three months or more at a time per year with the way the laws are. You know what I mean? Like somebody can literally be locked up for six months and then get found not guilty of all the charges. But they'll they'll add one little charge. Like a, a delinquent misdemeanor charge. That, yeah, a little back end thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just to make sure so that they can't get a lawsuit. And it's like, yo, man, you were just holding this person for six months and now you're going to say all you're going to do is give him a mischief charge? Like, he's done that mischief charge three, four times over now. You know what I mean? That's a 40, that's a 30 day charge, 20 day charge. He's been here six months. And you know, too, by the way, so. You know, because obviously we've hit a fucking, we've hit a different yeah, spectrum of topics. I yeah, love it too. Because this, this honestly is a good, I think this is a great show too, because this, this kind of like was me and you kind of getting to know each other a little bit. So this is yeah, definitely something, yeah. you know, people can definitely look forward to in the future. That's a um, especially, you know, with, with set topics and everything like that too. But I'm, I'm definitely, you know, curious to see what you got for music and stuff too, because I mean, I was going to share possibly one of these verses with you. I'm not going to sit here and try to rap it out loud or nothing, but I mean, shit, I just opened up this book. I felt like maybe that's a reason for it. Well, you know, a little party myself. But after this, I mean, I am probably going to get ready to shut it down because this is about, this is a solid podcast. Yeah, and this and that way I can have this edited nice and have it submitted for the first ever fucking podcast. I appreciate Ryan. Oh yeah, most definitely, Sauce man. We out here, man. Definitely about to have a great time, man. I think, I think I'm gonna enjoy this. You know what I mean? 
I'm gonna definitely uh make sure that I keep up on my highlights and stuff. Oh man, yo, I was so off, bro. Listen, this is how off I was this weekend. I was gonna bet on OB for the um for the dunk contest to win it, and then I forgot about it. Woke up the next day and he won it, and I'm like, man, see, I knew he was going. <laughs> bro, I just pulled like two weeks ago because, like I said, my buddy does he does car breaks, and I pulled I pulled a, a super duper rare uh rookie card of OB Toppin. And bro, like, dude, like, and I'm like, if he wins his dunk contest, watch the value of this car go up, and it it went up drastically. But yeah. I ain't selling it. Fuck yeah. that. Yo, so yeah, yo, share share a share a verse with me too, cause yeah, I want I want people to see too. You know, like you're you're an entertainer, like you talked about. Oh yeah, most you... definitely, man. But um, I ain't even gonna lie, I've been sitting here yawning because I have not had a lot of sleep, especially when you I know what daughter. And but, that's um, perfect because that creates a cliffhanger for me to share a verse too for the next time that we both get on the show. Perfectly, yeah, because then we could both be on. I'd be like, yo, you ready? All right, we here because I man, listen, I'm sitting here right now trying to keep my eyes open, fighting my, my eyelids is fighting my cheeks right now. Every time they touch my cheeks, I feel that. Hit it with an uppercut to open my eyes real quick. <laughs> I had to take the sunglasses off because, like, it was just getting way too dark. Way yeah. too dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, shit, like, like fucking snooze. Yeah. But, um, of course, too, you know, like, I do appreciate, of course, you know, taking the time out your day. And this has been awesome. You know, it's nice because, obviously, we don't have any Bills regular season football right now. And, yeah. like, the draft, the oh. draft's months away. And, like, even then, that's only so exciting. So, like, it's nice to be able to talk about something else other yeah. than, you but know you what I mean? What? I'm a Miami Heat fan. I'm a L.A. Dodgers fan, uh, even though baseball is still locked out right now. That's what I'm saying, too, is, like, I, I love watching baseball, but, you they, know. They um, disappointing me again after starting off strong. Oh, and I got a quick shout-out, too. Quick shout-out to Greg Rawlings and Josh Wright on the We Don't Know Sports page on Facebook. Um, and their subgroups, including the America's Pastime group that has over 27,000 uh, baseball fans and current and former baseball players, including Kurt Schilling, David Ortiz. There's some big names in there. And honestly, their content is so dope. Like, it's it's funny, but they also provide some really great information, great pictures and stuff like that. And I've actually been on one of their shows. But, um, yeah, dude, like, I, I, I support their content so much, and they give us a lot of shout-outs. In fact, Josh... Josh came on and talked Bill's Patriots when because he's a Patriots fan. So, quick shout out to those guys, and again, quick shout out to Clad Colt as well. And then, of course, Mr. Ron Royal here at sure. the, with GME too. You know, GME meets the T the TGB the game book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Grand Money Empire. Hey, yo, let me get my shout outs. Yo, let me give a big shout out to my old Cobra. Make sure y'all go check out his mixtape. He's got another one dropping soon, but he's got one out right now. It's called Man on a Mission. It's Cobra, K O B R A, like Kobe, but Cobra. And then um, you make sure you check out also my homie, Josante. Um, they're all part of Why Not You Records, which is W N Y Records. Why Not You Records? <laughs> Um, and you know what I mean? Make sure you go check out my homeboy Red Hood, man. You know what I mean? And go check out their music, man. Cobra right now is ringing on the west side. You know, that's my brother. We both from the west side. So he's ringing right now. His mixtape is banging. Um, I'm dropping my mixtape mid-March. You know what I mean? So look around for phases. PA. Oh, yo, my birthday's March 17th. I'd love to fucking be able to hear that around there. Yeah, bro. Yup, yup. I'm going to be dropping that. Actually, I got all the songs done if you wanted to hear some of them, but, uh. 
Yeah, I, bro, I, of course. I, yeah, I can send them to you so you can hear some of them. But uh, yeah, man, the project's done, man. We're gonna be freaking moving that forward. I'm gonna be getting these videos ready. I'm I'm actually right now all I'm doing is working on edited versions of my songs. I'm making edited versions myself so that it's more professional. Like, do you mix and master yourself? Uh, no, I do mix, but I master all the way completely i master enough so that i can listen to it and see if i like my song or not or if i want to work on it more or other people that's just a headache you know what i mean yeah yeah and then but i get it mastered like i said by uh we make hits shout out my man ty and of course you know big shout out superstar brazi you know what i mean we in the building is a superstar in the building especially if we're royal there and my man sauce god so don't y'all forget it you dig and and of course you know shout out 12 gauge and sammy too for pulling up you know, big shout out to them. Thank y'all most definitely, you know, may the gods and goddesses bless you all and may the devils and the demons keep you away from the rage and their sorrow and may the angels protect everybody, you know what I mean, in their own humble way, you know? Preach, 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 preach. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And honestly, too, bro, so like I wanted to say, too, I have a buddy that also, he's he's heavily pursuing music and he has been for years. He's... um. Goes by Dre Dub. I think he he changed his name. So honestly, like I just I can't get out of the app, so I can't go look. But he, um, nice Boski, something like that. He's he's from Dunkirk. He um he's performed in Buffalo a few times. He's not really anything big yet, but I'll tell you what, man. He puts in. He has money. He puts in. He has his own uh, like recording setup. Um, shit. I I've I at one point him and I were kind of working together, but. There's some stuff I'll tell you about off off the street, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but of course, yeah, dude, I like that. That'd be awesome. The prospect of working together on some music stuff because I love it. You know what I mean? I just low key. If if Sam was is, was here with me, it'd be a lot different. You know what I mean? But like, not a lot of people had that skill or that that drive to you know create that kind of them, them kind of lyrics and that no. kind of cleverness. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. Oh yeah. I was gonna ask you, man, if you ended up checking out any of my singles that I had. I only got five, five of my singles. All my I listened to one, and I I can't tell you the name because my I just had bad short term memory. But I honestly did listen to one, and I was honestly impressed. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I got to I I think I tend to people tend to listen to me and be like, whoa, that's that's not what I was expecting. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. I think that it was it was anything that I look for when I listen to to you know anything local especially is how how is it unique and I definitely just gained a sense of you know I think that you you're you and yourself you're you're a unique person so like that comes through with your with your skill and as long as you apply that work ethic bro yeah fact for real fact yeah and uh, so let me get some shout outs here real quick of course guys follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gamebook mafia and Facebook for the gamebook dash Sammy Sports Cards, the Twitter page at T Gamebook at A Bomb Sauce God at Ron Royal Three at Slam and Sammy Fifty Five at Twenty Four Gauge Oliver Twenty Four at Timmy Lee Taylor at DM Lawrence Ten, and of course our YouTube page as well, where you can subscribe and you can get all of our content. I like to thank again, Ron. I appreciate you very much, man. It's not a lot of people have the wherewithal to sit down, but honestly, it felt it feels like I've known you forever. Swear hey. to God. Yeah, man, that's how it goes, man. When you got good chemistry, man, it just it just rocks out. It works. It's just the best way to go with it. You know what I mean? And you've got a great taste in fucking music. And anybody that's got, a, you know what I mean? Anybody I can vibe with music wise, that that says something. Yeah. But I, I do you. look forward to you I know you. I coming back. Like I look forward to coming back to you know WNY too, because like honestly, bro, you know like we'll be able to put something together too, man. Oh that's yeah. What's I- up? 
That's John Wesley. It, man. It's going to be freaking crazy, man. It's going to be a great time, man. Definitely going to have to go to a Bills game and turn all the way up one time for the people. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, I just got – I think you saw it. I just got my custom jersey in the mail. Yeah. Um, courtesy, of, courtesy of my mother for my birthday, early birthday present. I didn't says, even know – I've seen you rocking a jersey. I'm like, man, that jersey looks crazy. That says, that says sauce got on the back. Oh, oh yeah. Word? Yeah, that's my number, 13. Okay, all right, all right. Oh man, out! Out! I'm, I'm hyped, bro. Because, like, yo, honestly, if there's if there's anything in this world that I love, it's it's going to Buffalo Bills games. I swear, bro. I like, you oh, could no, just be, you could be some you, crazy maniac there, and you could loud, be loud, drunk, whatever, and you could just yell "Go Bills" in some old person's face, and they're gonna probably yell back at you. That's why I love that place. Yeah. It's magical. Dude, I remember I had an ex-girlfriend. It was the Bills Thanksgiving game a couple years ago. And her grandmother was in the kitchen. And obviously, I'm going nuts. You know, I'm on edge. And I would just, like, grab her, like, real firm with the shoulders. And I'd scream in her face, let's fucking go. You know what I mean? Like, she would would get big eyes, too. Like, have you forgotten who I am? And I'm like, oh, shit. She loved it, though. She low-key loved it. People love my craziness. So, again, guys, that's going to do it for us. That's me and, of course, Ron here in the first ever episode of the Film Room Podcast here, presented by the Game Book in partnership with Super Draft Pro and in partnership with Caesars Entertainment. And, yeah, quick shout-out to 12 Gauge and Sam for that fucking – dude, wait till you see it, the hilarious bloopers. When you see us, dude, (laughs) we, we couldn't hold it together. I was trying so hard. Oh, man. so hard. Yo, I was sitting there trying to hold it, bro, and all I could do is laugh. That's the funniest part is that we would hear the bits and pieces of your audio we would hear was, was like your laugh. And it would show you laughing, and then it would show you serious. And it's like, dude, it was just hilarious. It's like fucking internet failed. It looked like it looked like uh it looked like um uh, when they be talking on the mics in Metal Gear Solid, how it just be like one face and then another face. <laughs> Bro, the best part was that one point your your picture was stuck on your hat backwards, and then thirty seconds later your hat was forwards. <laughs> that shit was, dude. Sam loves humor, and he honestly was losing. He had to go off the camera a few times because of how much he was laughing. <laughs> Even Gage, because Gage is quiet. 12 Gage is quiet, you know what I mean? By all means, he's a great dude, but he's quiet. But even no, no, he I, was I, fucking, I, he was he was bursting out laughing. I noticed that in your YouTube, your Super Bowl YouTube, when you're fixing stuff and had your conversation. He does have some good intrigue, though. I do like his thoughts. He has a, he has a crazy well, thought process. His thought process is crazy, but I like Here's it. the thing, and and he's he's always been comfortable with people knowing about it, so I don't feel ashamed of saying, but he's, there's nothing to be ashamed of anyways, but he's artistic. And so oh, I, he's, tell, I knew he I could tell that he had a uh, he's he has moments where he just he just is shy. But like, that's why I'm saying this dude's hockey picks like are low key. Like he has some type of fucking algorithm that just naturally occurs. But, dude, he knows statistics out of nowhere sometimes because like I know shit. But shit, years of partying fucking deteriorated some of that, <laughs> that memory in my brain. I remember the good things, but shit. Years of years of Bill suffering at the hands of Tom Brady. Oh goodness gracious, man! Fucking God, thank God he fucking retired. I'm sorry. I know, and you know what? Too, there's there's so many reports coming out too that 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 he's not done, um, and that he had he had problems with Bruce Arians, and so I don't know how much how much depth there is to that, but. Please just well, stay I mean, away from football. Just stay got, away, please. Let, let, this is one thing I gotta say. Tom, one thing I can never deny, Tom, 
is his players that play for him, he fights for them. And I don't think he liked how shit went down with Antonio Brown at all. Um, no, from what I from no, Antonio Brown said that that Tom Brady was one of those people basically trying to make him play. Really? I yeah, yeah. He A B came out and badmouthed Brady, saying like y'all y'all are treating me like the villain when you know like they they do this for this, this certain player or something like that. I forget what he said. I don't want to quote him, but but yeah, he basically said that like Tom Brady Tom Brady is a bitch. Um, yeah. bro, I think that it, realistically, you know, you have an expectation, and he wasn't on the field for injury and other stupid stuff, obviously. But, but like, yo, ankle, yo, but we didn't know his ankle was as bad as. That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I was pissed when people clowned on him. Yeah. Because, like, bro, like he also, I'm telling you, he's got to have the earliest signs of CTE. He just, bro. he does. Oh yeah, that's big facts from them hits over the middle in Pittsburgh. Vontae's perfect. Literally put him in a cuckoo lounge. Them hit bad. Yeah, the Pittsburgh hit. Because bad. you think about it, before that, he wasn't really that lot of a player. He was like very well liked, you know what I mean? Well respected and great at his craft. Well, and the saddest part is, bro, is he had another four or five years of that all pro talent that he was playing at. Yo, here's the thing though. The 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 problem is Steelers don't like people that are flamboyant, bro. People they don't people that are flamboyant or like, but he didn't get that. I'm saying he didn't get that way until after that hit is what I'm saying. Nah, nah, nah. He was like that because he was like that before the Super Bowl. Before that hit, he was like that. He was like that. Because he won that Super Bowl, he was like that. And then um or not the Super Bowl when uh the year after they won the Super Bowl, he first his rookie year, Antonio Brown came in, he was like that. His idols, his his mentors are T O and 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 um and Ocho Cinco, bro. Those been here. okay. Well, yeah. Look at look at look at yeah. If those were your two fathers, look how you're gonna be. You know. Yeah, you understand what I mean. Like, and I love Tio and Ocho Cinco. In fact, Ocho Cinco was my first favorite like football player. That's great. I loved. Well, yeah, because as a kid, I lived. I lived. I was born in New York, but I I lived in Vegas for most of my years as a kid until I was like eleven. So like I didn't have a football team. Like I you know what I mean? Like I watched the Super Bowl, but I didn't have a football team and there was no way in how I was gonna root for the Bills. Like everybody every kid at school said they sucked. So why would I do that? But then dude, like and of course in future podcasts we're gonna talk about, you know, like personal memories being at games and stuff like that, because there's some stuff that I think that people would love to hear. Um yeah, you know, like some magical type shit because like I've been through some fucking serious experiences at the, at those games, and that's what I love the most. Yeah. So, of course, man, so here we go. We're going to get the hell out of here. And, of course, guys, make sure to tune in for future podcasts. You might just see Ron Royal on here. Um, certainly love to have you back here as often as we can, bro. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. And I'd love to get my hand in on whatever GME's got going on, man. Fucking I, anything that says Grand and Empire, I'm in. Oh, yeah, listen, man, I'm telling you, when I was making it, I was just like, man, Grand Empire, and I was like, I just need something in the middle of that, and I was like, for some crazy. reason, I picture a black Cadillac with just with twenty four karat golden rims. I don't even know <laughs> why. That's what that makes me think of. The old school joint that uh, and it's paid for in cash, so there's no payment. Which show is that? Which show was that? The uh, the joint Dexter had when he when he decided to, <laughs> when he was doing the hip hop. <laughs> when the Dexter Dexter Cadillac. <laughs> Mm, I don't know if I know what you're talking about here. You're gonna have to inform me. Oh, uh, Dexter, uh, Dexter's lab- laboratory. Oh, Dexter's laboratory. See, here's the thing. I was a Nickelodeon kid. Oh, but I mean, 
Yeah, there were some Nickelodeon shows like Kablam and Angel. Don't like. Don't get me wrong. I still watched little bits of Cartoon Network. I did. I fuck Disney. Never watched it. I was. I never was, watched it. Ready? I was. I was a Cartoon Network kid. Kids now are Disney kids. It went Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney. That's literally how it went. Yeah, but Nickelodeon also had this 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 broad range, dude. Where they had the, you know the the, the game shows and everything no, like was, that. That's the thing. They they had the game shows, but then after the game shows, you switched to Cartoon Network because they had Toonami, and that's where you got to watch all the anime. And the See, but that's yeah, and but but sometimes, bro, because like, when I, and this is funny. I'm gonna say this for this podcast, but when I was a kid, sometimes I couldn't sleep well at night. And Toonami, as much as I loved it, got a little spooky. A little spooky trying to go to sleep at night. You know what I mean? Seeing mm-hmm. shadows and stuff. That's why you don't drink caffeine at night, kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like I, I, I liked, I liked the Johnny Bravo and the Dexter. You know what I mean? But like, dude, it was just all about Nickelodeon for me. Tsunami at night was Adult Swim tsunami. But it that's was, the thing too. It's like my mom also that was as, as a kid. My mom limited how much TV I watched too. So like when I was when I was coming home from school, the best things that were on were on, were on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. So you're especially when SpongeBob came out, dude, that was game over. Uh, what was it? Uh, 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 Alan Strange and all those shows on Nickelodeon and Kablam and fucking. Ah, oh, so, not even not even necessarily those because those are a little bit trippy. Like you got to do some psychedelics to understand that. Um, no, Kablam was the show with all the um with all the other shows on it, like Prometheus and Bob and. The uh, oh, I know. Figures. I'm just saying it was trippy. Mm-hmm. Trippy, remember the action figures that would uh, melt? Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, that's what I'm saying, bro. That it's just some weird, like you know, whoever created that did a lot of illicit drugs. Same oh. thing with Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, they were smack. Same thing with Sesame Street, guaranteed. But, um, yeah, what the hell was what were we just talking about, though? <laughs> we were talking I lost my turn, though, even the broadcast. <laughs> And this, of course, is brought to you by the game book. Okay, man, I think, honestly, that we have honestly brought two hours here almost of content for people just to listen to and hopefully either laugh at, yell at, smile at, whatever whatever you do with it. You know, make sure to share it with other people because better content in the future will be coming. But this is just the start of it, and this is a great start. Yes, it is. So, yeah, Ron, I appreciate you very much. God bless. And, um, you know, if you got nothing going on, man, you know, like later on after, you know, because I know you, like you said, you got the workflow or whatever. Just hit me up, man. I'm all about the content and stuff like that. I'm trying to really bolster up this brand. All right, Ninja. Most definitely, man. Hit me up, man. Yo, have a great night. Stay blessed, man. Go best, bro. Appreciate everybody very much. And uh, again, Ron, thank you so much. Awesome first time. Yep. Hey, like I said, one time on the way out, go Bills. Go Bills. God bless. All right. Bye. We'll see you.